know what? You just made the list. Well, thanks for, thanks for having me, guys. That's fine. No worries. It's, it, as we said, everybody is welcome to the podcast. <laughs> yes, everybody. Even Germans. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think we need to accept with current world, world uh, situations this is not the time to be uh, anything anti-German <laughs> right now. <It's>, uh... <laughs> we have we have zero fucking legs to stand on right now. Uh... So, Marcel, you don't need anything you want, Marcel. You can you can have anything you want. <laughs> you don't just hear any Germans. It's only me. The rest is standing so... with the ships uh, in the front of the North Sea. <laughs> I... Devastated right now. I'm I'm supposed to be in Hamburg next week. Um, I love I'm, Hamburg. Oh, I beautiful. love Hamburg. Um, the best city to... on the planet. So I went out to Hamburg about two years ago on a stag do, and um, on the oh, we lost Mick. We lost Mick. Uh, I blame you. <laughs> <laughs> It's all going so well, and then you, then you, then you did something German, and then <laughs> Angela Merkel hacked the internet. <laughs> yes, you heard the speaking, and it's like, nope. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I suppose we didn't. This happen last week too. I don't know what happened last week. I live in the. I live in the now. Yeah, I can't remember. I, I think it happened one day. Didn't it? it happened. Yeah. I think when we maybe with right with the rat. I think. Yeah, I that's think. true. Yeah, I think. Oh, that was going well. Wow, I've seen something. My friend just sent me uh, at a um, protest in London, and it says. Your daughters love every inch of us, so Hello. why can't you? Hello, Hello. welcome back. We lost you. I, d- I don't know where I went there as well. I was telling a story about Hamburg and then just realised that nobody was talking. Maybe Angela, <laughs> maybe Angela Merkel or Boris Johnson hacked the internet. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Was it last time we blamed Vince McMahon? So now, yeah, it, now we've gone on to politicians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I must become the new leader of the free world. No, <laughs> fuck no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, you'd like to imagine that the world leaders have got better things to do than hack into uh, wrestling podcasts, but quite frankly, it's 2020. Who knows? It, yeah. wouldn't, be the, it wouldn't be the least surprising <laughs> thing in the world. Yeah, I don't Come on. Yeah. I, you I, need I, only Twitter. That's it, man. <laughs> and, what were you saying? We lost you at Stag yeah, your Hamburg story. Oh yeah, so I went to Hamburg um, about two or three years ago on a stag do, and we went out on the first night and uh, bumbled into a cab at sort of silly o'clock in the morning, and I said, oh, "I'm staying in the staying in the Holiday Inn," and he went, "Which one?" <laughs> and I went, "Oh, I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> so we just drove around the streets of Hamburg at about three in the morning. It turns out I was staying in this third of five third of five Holiday Inns. Uh, increasingly angry taxi driver uh, just me giggling in the back seat going yeah maybe we'll get it right next time come on mate <laughs> off we go your picture's probably in that taxi company's like uh, head office do not 
pick up this guy if you yeah, see him just drive off. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is it because we we've gone out there on a on a stag do with um a, my friend friend of mine who's a big wrestling fan, and we went to watch uh Dead End. I want to say Dead End sixteen WXW. Yeah. Um, uh, in the Market Haller in Hamburg. Yeah, I love the Market Haller. Oh, it's such a nice venue. It's it's so cool. Um, a legendary place for rock and roll and for pro wrestling. I yeah. love it. I, I, Daz, have you ever been to the Market Haller? I've only ever been to Turbinen Haller. Oh, okay. So the yeah. Market Haller has this has got this kind of industrial kind of feel to it. It's it, it's a, it's not the biggest kind of room. It's there's lots of kind of tiered seating, right. um, but then there's this sort of big open ended bar next door to it, uh, where kind of two thirds of the stag do went to who had no interest in watching this at all. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the third who were there had a great time. Uh, it's it's whichever dead end had the there was a mixed tag with. Um, is it Marius von Beethoven or something like that who was in WXW for a while? Yeah, um, and uh, Melanie Gray, Alpha Kevin. That's it. Yeah, that one. It was. It was that dead end. That's it. That's exactly it. Marcel, you have the best memory, like memory ever. But then when I ask you something from like, remember two weeks ago, you're like, I don't remember. I live for today. But then you remember. The match from freaking years ago. <laughs> it wasn't even the main event. It was like four matches in. Fuck's sake. I just said like to the him. the one before the interval. I said to him then, when you cut off, I said, didn't this happen a couple of weeks ago? I don't know. I live for today. I, I, don't, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> like, like, and then I'm rolls... like Rain Man, you know? Fuck... I'm like Rain Man. You fucking are. <laughs> Fuck's sake. You remember... Uh, a middle of the card match from a show years ago. But... <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake! Oh dear. I know I have some problems, but uh, I'm okay with them. The good problems. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't complain. I wish I had that problem that I could remember all the wrestling matches that ever taken place in the world. Have you? How have you guys got along with putting together your uh, your lists for this this evening? I just was saying to Marcel, I changed mine just before I sent the link out because I looked at one of the names that I, uh, that I chose performing the move and I was like, nah, there's better. There's better. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you when I get to it because I don't know why I chose the uh, person that I chose first because he was pretty shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> not like he was good. There's like, I looked at it, I was like, where the fuck have I picked him? <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, let, I'll try and let you guess first which one you think it is. Okay, I think that's when a good I say, Yeah, you can guess which one I, I changed, and then I'll tell you at the end. <laughs> what about you, Marcel? How's your, how's your list-making been this week? Yeah, sure. Yeah? No surprises, but I have a good list. Good, because you're fucked. What did you say to me? I said, how's your list? How did you get on with your list? Good. I'm German. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we do. We're organized. <laughs> yeah, and we have a good sense of humor. Do you want to want to do you want to hear the best German joke ever? Go on. Is it Marcel? Okay. Are you ready? Go on. He's legendary legendary. One, two, three.
I'm guessing there isn't one. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> sake. I thought you were starting your fucking counting then. I was like, do not. When, when we when we go to watch the match, Marcel counts us in each week. Right. Fuck me. It, it takes him fucking ages some weeks. He'll count in different languages. Start at the most random of numbers. <laughs> You're a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Do so, we want to leave this bit in, or do we want to start professionally? I, I think this is where, I don't, this is the bit where this is the bit where all podcasts start, isn't it? This this random nonsense. At the start. I don't even know that I worked here in a professional podcast. <laughs> no, me neither. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. We'll just we'll, that'll be a start. There we go. I don't care. <laughs> I'm even leaving this bit in. <laughs> hey, fuck it. So yeah. Uh, we may as well tell people what our lists are. We've just told her, how's your list making go and not told anyone what the list the lists are our top twenty favorite finishers and our favorite person that did the finisher. Mm-hmm. And we have our guest. He's already spoken, but we maybe we should have introduced him at the start. But yeah, we've got Mick. <laughs> Hello is our guest, everyone. Hey Mick. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's uh, what? it's lovely to be here. I've officially I've officially got to the point of lockdown where I'm appearing on podcasts. That's what we did. We but but we lasted like a week. Yeah. <laughs> it spawned from from the apocalypse. Uh, yeah. The next the next stage would be that we like start eating our pets, eating our I don't know. I'm just talking shit now. I, I went I went through <laughs> stages two and three a while ago, which I went from having quite, you know, at least quite carefully looked after hair and clean shaven to having a mighty beard and a top knot. So I've officially regenerated at this point now. I need to see that beard. I need to see the beard. I'll put it on the group later on for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll do a February to June degeneration for you. Fuck. Come like, if it goes on to like October, God knows what we'll see. Oh, it's terrifying. <laughs> so everyone that doesn't do our quizzes, Mick is a regular in our quizzes and not going to lie, he's pretty fucking good at them. That's true. Yeah, the real genius. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of pub quizzes has generally been my thing for a long while, and I, 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 I'll tell you a little story about it. Is that uh, a couple of years ago, um, we were going re- getting, friends of ours were getting ready to go watch a pub quiz, and some of us are wrestling fans, and a lot of them aren't. And we we made a friend of ours sit down and watch uh, PWG Boller, right? And uh, yeah. Jeff Cobb came on. And yeah. I don't know if you're aware or not, uh, Cobb in, in so I, I live in Manchester, so a lot of my friends are kind of Mancunians. Cobb in the nor- North Manchester is, is a bread cake or a, or a bread roll or yeah. you know I mean? So a friend of mine was going, oh, so, so Jeff Cobb, what, what else do we call him people? Like Steve Breadcake or Barry, Be- Barry Baguette or, you know, all this sort of stuff. And, <laughs> and we found that really <laughs> funny all night. So... <laughs> We renamed our quiz team that evening, Jeff Cobb from Guam. <laughs> <laughs> and we won. And we, and we not only won, we stormed it. We had like a perfect quiz. So on the way, I, I, we were all a bit giggly. And we sort of, we, when the quiz finished, we, I, I tweeted actually Jeff Cobb. Sort of saying, hey, just to let you know, bro, renamed our quiz team after you absolutely smashed it. And he must have been sat in front of his phone because like two minutes later, he tweeted back saying, oh, thank God, now I can retire. And like we're still in the pub, so we're like, this is the best thing ever. 
And then we, we kept <laughs> our name as Jeff Cobb and we won again the next week. And it got to a point where we were just, just every Thursday night tweeting Jeff Cobb, who has no idea why drunk people in Manchester are going, fucking love you, mate. Uh, <laughs> every week. Then skip forward about maybe, this, this goes on for like nine months constantly. And Jesus. we got to the point where, do you remember when, um, when Jeff Cobb was in Super Strong Style 16 at Progress? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was the end of night one. He just had the. It was before the match with Riddle. It was after he had the match with Cruz, um, and he was just kind of stood there by the uh, merch table by himself. And me and a guy who I know who are on on our little quiz team, we we're like, oh, we've, we've got to go and got to go and say hello. <laughs> it's rude not to. <laughs> so I sort of walked up to him. I was like, hey, um, this is this is a bit weird. Um, We've we've named our quiz team after you, and he goes, "Oh yeah, you guys tweet me all the time." I'm like, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> my mate just screams Jeff Cobb at the top of his voice, and we all hugs, and we've got this photo where I'm clearly wasted. Um, <laughs> Jeff Cobb's just confused <laughs> why three men are hugging him, um, and it's yeah. And but the the the, the subplot of all of this is that obviously most people in a random boozer in Manchester have no idea who Jeff Cobb is. But they, but they, they do know that I am in that quiz team all, all the time. So genuinely, there's people in South Manchester who think my name is Jeff Cobb. <laughs> I would stick with it. I'd go along. Yeah. Well, I went to go see. Um, I went to go see a, a band called Art Brew uh, perform in Manchester last year, and literally, I was just just in the toilets, and just some guy walked past me, and went Jeff Cobb, and I was like. <laughs> you're right <laughs> yeah if you say so mate just let carry on oh amazing yeah. <laughs> we, you're gonna right we haven't our guest this week is uh jeff Cobb. Mm. everybody that's true yeah. <laughs> nicest man as well lovely lovely oh, yeah, he, he pleased that he can talk with us <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have a, we have a legend an olympian <laughs> fuck <laughs> Who would have thought it? it Marcel, our, our podcast is going for the fucking top. Man. Yeah, that's true. Seem we said we'd never get wrestlers on as guests. Well, very different accent to what you'd expect someone from Guam to have, I'd imagine, as well. But... <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah. This, is going, this is going as our other podcast always goes. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying it. This is good. This, this is really good. Yeah. So seeing you're our guest, Mick, we'll let you... You can go first. Okay, so this is are we are we starting presumably from twenty and going on the way up, yeah. Yep. Okay, I'm going to start big. So number twenty, um, I'm going to start with the Shooting Star Press. Nice. Okay. Um, and there's I'm going to start all of this with a theme here that you'll see throughout this list. I'm a big fan of moves that are either simple things done really well, or things look like yeah. they murder you. Yeah. Now the shooting yeah. star press is that's great. The yes. shooting star press is neither of those things. It's just a <laughs> cool move, which is why it's lower on my list. But it is it is a thing of absolute beauty. Um, and obviously you've got Lesnar landing on his head doing it. Shane Shane McMahon. Oh yeah. Shane McMahon's got a yeah. really nice shooting star press. Uh, which I thought no one would ever say. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> invented by Liger. Uh, Matt Seidel had a really good shooting star press. Osprey's got a shooting star press. Um, but my favourite um, is Billy Kidman. Yes. Um, I think Billy Kidman's shooting star press, he had that kind of 
slight angle to it as he went over that just made it look a bit rougher. I don't know. Best yeah. way of describing it. Um, but it's such a beautiful move when it hits properly. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, that's my number 20. Marcel yeah, Trump... instantly won over. Because you you named the WCW guy, <laughs> <laughs> and in Germany, uh, the WCW commentators has always said that this is the maybe the most um, the most specific move that you can try mm. the shooting star press, mm. and it was a great time. Yes, mm. Billy Kidman had the best shooting star press. Yeah. We agree on one, Marcel. You can go next, my friend. Yeah, so I have um, the wrist clutch burning hammer from <laughs> Kenta Kobashi. <laughs> Holy shit. What, what, wow. I'm, you must have some pretty fucking good picks if that's number 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Number one is uh, the finisher move from Steve Mongo McMichael. <laughs> Talking of, M- of Mongo, have any of you seen the Twitter that is just where he makes mistakes all the time? Yeah, it's, it's like, what, what, ha- what, would, what does Mongo do next or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> just dropping guys or like falling out of the ring. Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> Fuck, so... Former, oh, U- former United Let's States champion. Jeez. So at number 20 for me, I went with a DDT just because okay. I remember when I was a kid, it was for some stupid reason my favorite move. And the best for me is uh, Jake the Snake because he generally makes it look like he's broken your neck when he drops you on your head. I, I will come back to that later on because DDT is later on my list. Um, and... Yes, um, I, I, uh... I, I would agree with you. On, I'm going to agree with you on Jake Snake as well. Um, the the uh, the only other person whose DDT I think is as a straight DDT is up there with Jake is Raven. Um, Raven's kind of snap yeah. DDT he has is lovely. Yes, um, I want to say the same. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it was a, a regular choice on the uh, the old N64. Uh, game as well. That was my uh, my go-to finisher. But I will come back to the DDC later on. I've not I've not got the burning hammer for a reason, which is mean I don't no I've not either. Um and I've not got a burning hammer because obviously it's not used that often and I think there's better moves. I think it's 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 Kabashi that I like, not necessarily the burning hammer if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I think guys who do it now make it look Shit, like Trent Seven, I don't like when he does it. Yeah, because uh, too many guys doing it now. Yeah, where Kabashi, it was his move. You know, what I mean, you associated it with him. That said, Trent. See, I don't. I, I quite like Trent, but I think what Trent also does have is one of the best names. You can't call him the Birmingham, uh, which is. <laughs> jar. You want a good pun in a name, don't you? That's a yeah, yeah. and that's that's up there for it. <laughs> right, shall we, shall we do this as kind of a reverse snake, if that makes sense? So, kind of like, do, do so, you go sort of go, start does we on number nineteen, and then we'll work our way back. Kind of thing. Okay, yes, sweet. Uh, fuck, have I done with my list? What a dick! I've deleted nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
okay. I'll just think on the spot. Uh, or have I put a double number in one? No, no I've not. I just deleted 19. Uh, 19, I will go with... It's basic and easy and safe to do, so you don't take much of a bump yourself. I'll go with the Mandible Claw by Mankind. Nice. Just because nice. it looks like... It's generally killing the guy, but you know that in the back of your mind, thinking at least Mick isn't destroying his body right now. He's he's been safe, and as everyone knows, Mick Foley is God. <laughs> do you do you guys all know the story behind the mandible claw and kind of like how it, who who invented it and how it was created and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, I was reading it in his book last week, mm. and it was just who told him that? Who told him to I've do got, it? If I remember correctly. I want to say someone like Jim Cornette, but I don't know if that's correct. Yeah, Cornette told because it's David. Yeah, David, yeah. I want to say David Schultz or something like that was the guy. Um, but the doctor who did the move originally, the guy who invented it, um, not only was obviously a wrestler and a legitimate doctor, but was the doctor who. Do you remember the film The Fugitive? Yeah. It's the doctor who the film The Fugitive is based on. Oh fuck. And he ended up in a. And wrestling. then he became a wrestler after being chased across the country by Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> the film would have been better <laughs> if they then followed just on. finished there. Him, yeah, just go go into the go more into the wrestling bit, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that's me on the spot grasping at straws. <laughs> Mick Foley. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Marcel. I have to. Angel Wing mm. from Christopher Daniels, was mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does he do it anymore in AEW? No, but it was a typical TNA, TNA move in my yeah. uh, in my in my brain because uh, when I saw the first time TNA uh, when it was uh, screened the first time in Germany, it was so a typical. TNA thing, this move, like the Canadian Destroyer or all this other stuff. Yeah, I like that yeah. move. That's a good show. Well, my, my number 19, I, again, it, it's one of those moves that's fairly simple, but when it's done well, it looks brutal. And That's true. In this case, it's the Rude Awakening. Yeah. Okay. Um, and obviously, so in its basic sense, it's a net breaker. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's yeah. And there's a there's a lot of it's a quote unquote transitional move, but when it's done properly, it's got the same effect as essentially something like a stunner. And yeah. So Karen Noir's got a really good version of it for that reason. He does exactly the same thing. Yeah. But obviously, Rude originated it, and just when he he hit it, it looked deadly and was very yeah, well protected true. as well. And, and uh, very few people tend to kick out of it. That's it. So, yeah, so that's my, my number 19. Um, number 18 um, is one of the more, probably more modern ones on the list, and that's to go to sleep. Um, so, obviously, elevated fireman's carry into a knee to the, knee to the face. Um a yeah. lot of people obviously know it because of punk. Um, my favourite is Kenta's. Um, particularly if you've seen Kenta when he just decides to kill people with it. Um, 
especially now when now he's the dick <laughs> in New Japan. That's it, and he's yeah. he's slowly getting his confidence back, and yeah, um, is is playing that role to an absolute beauty. I don't think in this in this run in New Japan, I don't think we've seen him. I don't remember seeing him absolutely murder anyone, anyone with it yet. Um, Not quite. Yet. But we, you know it's going to come. Oh, though. absolutely! Yeah, he'll just get to a day where he just he just randomly hits it. But, this is on my list, and the same guy. Yeah, I think we. I, I've got go to sleep and Kenta further down. Well, this is it, and I, I want. I, I initially wanted to say kind of like, oh, it would be Punk because I think Kenta's almost too easy an answer on that, and then sat and rewatched a load of old kind of like go to sleep compilations with it from Kenta. I was like. Ah, yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> go, go with your gut. He's yeah. the boss. Yeah. So that's number 18. Number 19 for me, sorry. Sorry, 18 for me, sorry. 18. Marcel, you're up. Yes. Uh, number 18 is on my list. A uh, little bit boring, a little bit simple, but with the right wrestler, um, it's a great finisher move. It's the Olympic Slam from Kurt nice. Angle. Because... Um, pro wrestlers telling stories with their bodies and it was such a simple move but um, Kurt has worked this move that uh, everyone believes that it that it has this big impact mm. that appears on my list further down as well yeah. it's, 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 it it's nice to hit and it's one of those things where kind of the first time you see it I, I've, yeah. I've got a move which I'll come back to later yeah. on my list which you'd like this where the first time you see it you go oh is that is that it? <laughs> but then yeah. once once it gets yeah. pulled into the story and once the mythology of it can, comes in, I suppose in a way it's a bit like the Burning Hammer in that sense. But once that kind of kicks in, you, some some very simple moves can become far, far greater because of that. And I think the Olympic Slam is one of those on that list as well. Yeah, exactly. So my eighteen is one of your moves, Jeff. <laughs> uh, I've got the Tour of the Islands by Jeff Cobb just because it looks like it generally will smash you back into pieces because he's so mm. fucking big. And he moves so elegantly, though, when he does it. it it's, it's very much on my honourable mentions list. Um, yeah. It, it, it's a, particularly if you look at the, the one he did against Osprey um, in Madison Square Garden, particularly. Um, but there are also just some ones in PWG, which have just looked deadly. Because we saw it at carrot this year like about umpteen times and every yeah. time you could like I, I felt like i could watch you do this all day yeah which which is which is the sign of a risk that's true yeah so my ne- i'm 17 i've picked a move but it's not that he does it now it's when he used to do it so it's the muscle buster by samoa joe but only when he did it in tna because it was genuinely it was it was the move that you know as soon as you saw that you're like right okay it's over that's it game's yeah. done now I think in WWE it's it was a it was more of a transitional move where in TNA it was that Samoa Joe as soon as you thought of Samoa Joe first thing I thought of was Muscle Buster so there's my seventeen what's yours Marcel. I have the blockbuster from Buff Beckwell. I don't like Buff Beckwell, but I uh, love this special move. It had so much impact and it looks so dangerous. I love it. It would take a lot 
as well to that like to move that way and make sure you connect with it as well. Yeah, that's true. It's like putting a lot of trust from yeah. the other guy. So seventeen <laughs> um, is essentially it's a over the shoulder um, reverse sit out Teamstone pile driver, better known as Thunder Fire Driver, Thunder Fire, no, Fire Thunder Driver, also known as the Rikishi Driver. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And nice. It, uh, it, nice. I've not got. Uh, I was having this conversation with someone earlier on today. I've not got the tombstone on on my list because it's so close to this move, and I think this just looks a more brutal version of it. Um, uh, I think, I think so. Rikishi did the best one for what it's worth. Um, but big honourable mention to uh, to Austrian Volta. As well, who has a fantastic fund fire driver as well. Oh yeah. So it's sixteen, um, and this goes into what we were talking about earlier on, where moves where the first time you see it, you kind of go, "Ah, oh, is that it?" And then you really get bought into it, and that is the rainmaker. So, oh, uh, yes. wrist yes. clutch, um, suit, um, spin out clothesline. Um, I like I like Jimmy Havoc's. I like Trent Sevens. I think he, Trent Sevens really fucking lays it in when he wants to. But it's got to be Kazuchika Okada um, because that's yeah. that's yeah. really whose move it is. Uh, it, it it shouldn't work. It does. I don't think just the move. I think it's also the camera work when he does it. Yes. Where it pans out. Yeah, the taunt, the taunt is a big part of it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. what what I like about it as a move, and it's something that I can't really think of a good equivalent of it, where. Akala's got the Rainmaker to the point where he could hit one of them and it's a believable finish. Or he could hit six of them in a match. Yeah. And it's still, it doesn't degenerate the move because he's had to use six of them to finish someone with. Like, like if, you, if you saw Undertaker hit six tombstones, you'd be like, oh, that feels like a little bit of overkill. Or if you saw somebody say, I don't know, we'll, we'll get to, I'm sure one of us mentioned later on, if someone hits like Randy Orton hits six RKO's in the space of five minutes, and we're like, oh, this match doesn't feel right. I can't could nail someone with a Rainmaker all night. And it was still, fear- you still buy into You'd it still as love a completely it. plausible move, or you could hit one and win, and it'd be fine either way. Yeah. But yeah, so that's my number Definitely. 16, Rainmaker. Great. So, number 16 from Germany is Tornado DDT from Carry von Air. Okay. Nice. For the time uh, that this um, big athletic and special moves uh, wasn't too much in the TV shows and at the professional wrestling, and uh, it looks like that Carrie von Eric um, is more athletic than all the other guys. I also like that we're we're having different variations of the DDT. Yeah. <laughs> that you can. Yeah, that's true. It, it, it's it, even though it it it's kind, it basically is the same finish to the move, but the build up to get into that DDT spike that you, you can um, do it so many different ways. In my eyes, the tornado DDT um, is the 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 last um, perfect puzzle, part of the puzzle to complete carry von Erich uh, uh, as a wrestling gimmick. And I don't know why on the action figure of Kerry Von Eric he always did a close he always did a, a really shit close I, line. 
Like, well, I think it's because I don't really think I don't where, I did I don't think Von Erich really used the Tornado DDC when he was in WWF. No, no, that, he that, was, that's yeah. why it would have been on the move. Um, but um, uh, and yeah, so like when he was in WWF, it was almost exclusively the claw hold and then the discus punch for a finish. Um, yeah, I, I love I love yeah. good sort of Tornado DDC sixteen. Uh, I went with The Bitter End by Pete Dunne because I love the way he throws them up and turns in midair to then pull them down for kind of like an F5, but I think it looks better than an F5 because the build-up to it beforehand and Pete Dunne is... It just makes it look good, What in my opinion. What I, what I particularly like Dunne. about The Bitter End is that he's got... A, there's not really anyone else who does it. Obviously, there's lots of kind of pump handle slams and stuff like that that people use. But it's it's a very much an individual yeah. move. And yet, he's also still got the the kind of the murder death kill version of it, if that makes sense, where he spins out into a tombstone. Yeah. And anyone who's got those kind of variants of a move where you can go, this, this is the normal one, but actually this is the one that's going to kill you. It's a lovely trait exactly. on the finishing move. Which number I'm on 15 sharpshooter, and this is I'm gonna give it away. This is the one where I uh put I, I realized I put the wrong <laughs> for some stupid reason. I originally put the rock. <laughs> what the fuck? It's, it's a bold choice, uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, Bret Hart, yeah. I when I looked at it just before, I was like, why the fuck have I put the rock for? Fucking sharpshooter, what a dick! But yeah, Bret Hart, sharpshooter. It's, yeah, I mean, it's it's it, what I was going to say. It's it's one of those moves where it kind of it just missed my list. Um, as as right. to the Texas Cloverleaf, which is also obviously a very similar move uh, from from a you know, going to talk WCW and have yeah. Dean Malenko throwing those out. Um, do you know who I think's got a really nice sharpshooter? Is Mark Haskins. I like yeah, the fact yeah, yeah. he leans back yeah. into it. And again, it just it ties into that whole Yeah. Looks like he murders someone. Definitely. And and that, that's what I love about moves. It's gotta be a murder. M- murder. Have you moves. have you got a particularly favourite Brett Sharpshooter at all? Probably the one it probably sounds too much of a popular choice, but yeah. the one against Austin. Where you got the blood, the just the visual it created, and and again it made you think, holy shit, this is fucking real. This guy is in that much agony; he's made him pass out, and then you go do it to your mate at school, and like, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is it, probably the go-to, but yeah, that, I think that's that's probably one of my Th- this is that's actually just brought me on to, with this conversation I had with someone earlier on today. A slight tangent on this. Um, have any of these moves that we're going through, have any of you, um, as a child, hit hit them on a friend or anyone like that, or had them hit on you, and and the de- and deeply yeah, regret? I've a lot down my list. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the I, I can for... see a few on there. <laughs> Definitely the DDT. Figure four yeah. log. Yes. Yeah. Figure four was the go-to, <laughs> and then you the figure four always ended in tears. Very much the submission of the ten-year-old, my... isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I then remember... I have 
stick my fingers in the eyes of my uh, <laughs> slash comrade. <laughs> but I saw it on TV. I'm it's enjoying fine. the fact that Marcel was clearly the sort of sneaky Ric Flair heel of, as a 10-year-old. Fun, fun, to, fun to the Yeah, that's true. Before. That's true. Yeah. All right, mate. <laughs> yeah, my classmate was, uh, was crying and I said to my uh, teacher, uh, it's only pro wrestling. It's a show. He doesn't <laughs> feel any pain. <laughs> what, what we've never told you is that when I first met Marcel uh, in Germany, that's the first <laughs> thing he did to me was a finger poke to the eye. Uh, <laughs> and then put me in the figure four, figure four in the uh, Turbinen Halle car park. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm doing here in Germany. Um, I'm waiting on the airport, and every time when tourists from other countries come to uh, my country, I pick them <laughs> in the finger and say, "Welcome to Germany." <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as, as if you've not already known, Marcel is an asshole. <laughs> So I'm not an asshole. I'm a German. It's the same. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, so is that me or is it Marcel? Marcel. Marcel. Yeah. Um, the Death Valley driver yeah, from right, per- Perry right Saturn. As well. Because it looks so. F- yeah, because it was a so- such a brutal um, finishing move and. Perry Saturn, Saturn uh, was always this fucking badass, and um, I always thought thought uh, that the end that um, the other wrestler is dead after he doing this. Yeah, others do. I quite like weirdly a British wrestler, Mikey Whiplash. I like his mm. definitely driver. Yeah, he hasn't seen much like on the internet or anything, but he does a lot of shows local to me and. Whenever I see it, I always it's always out of my seat because the move is that. It does, like you said, it looks like he's killed. I went through a period of about night. eighteen months yeah. where every mystery opponent was Mikey Whiplash. Like any any show I went to, and it's like, oh, we've got a mystery <laughs> opponent. Oh, it's Mikey Whiplash again. Uh, <laughs> it stops being a mystery after the fourth time, lads. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, 15 is a move that I imagine will probably be on everyone else's list. Um, and it's a stunner. Um, and... Yeah. Ah, yeah. No, yeah. from Disco Inferno. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> fine. We're going to go to WCW. <laughs> fine. Strong call. Underrated <laughs> moves of Chartbuster. Uh, and you know what? I mean, it's going to be a bigger hit than that. I, and it, the obvious answer here is Austin. Um... My, and Mikey Whip Wreck has obviously a, a, a great stunner. Um, yeah. I'm going to go even more hipster here and go back to someone I mentioned earlier on, which is the Masato Tanaka. Um, but specifically here, the Diamond Dust stunner, yeah. which is a forward flip stunner from the middle rope. Um, and oh, again, usually onto a chair. Um, and it's brutal. And also, it, it's one of those moves where I learned the name of it before I saw it performed. Um, and if you hear something is a diamond dust right. stunner, you're like, yeah. Yeah, Wh- whatever that move is, I'm going to watch that it. That sounds fucking uh, amazing. <laughs> not always the cleanest, nowhere near as clean as something like Austin's, but it's still cool because it has a big flip onto it. Is it not? Mm. Is it Ember Moon who does yes. the, yeah, Ember Moon, the off the top rope? If, if you it? imagine... 
a far less athletic version of Ember Moon's version of it. Because uh, Ember Moon's is essentially a big cartwheel into it. Um, Masato is essentially, if you imagine yeah. holding somebody in a similar kind of choke position to a, like a dragon sleeper and just stand, stand on the middle rope and then flip over, ideally landing in a stunner position, but often just landing. Because um, it's Tanaka. Um, <laughs> but it's a great move. And it's, it's on the list for that reason as well. Um, so that takes me to number 14, which again, we go back to the concept of simple moves done well, which is a top rope leg drop. Um, and there are okay. lots of people who do a really good version of this. Um, the, the traditional answer is Bobby Eaton. Uh, Grandmaster Sexo, he's obviously got a very nice one. Um, Fandango, yeah. for a yeah. Um I was going to say, I saw that today. It's a very um, Sabu falling is a good top row leg drop, um, as, as is Sandman. Um, but I'm going to go for Psychosis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Since we're on the WCW film, uh, Psychosis top nice. row leg drop for nice. number 14. That's great. Awesome. Fourteen, Marcel. Number fourteen. It's uh, the Styles Clash from AJ <laughs> uh-huh. Styles. Simple move, but um, it's had a big impact and um, it defines, in my eyes, AJ Styles. Absolutely, and it, it's what 100%. I like about the uh, Style Clash is that it. it, it... <laughs> It's one of those moves that, again, is, is quite obviously quite in theory simple to do, but because of, unfortunately, some things that have happened whilst he's done that move has now got this kind of aura of danger to it that perhaps wouldn't normally be that, particularly yeah. in Japan, by all accounts. Um, I will say this, though. I've always thought the Styles Clash should have been done by a man much larger. Like, imagine if... Imagine for a second that the Styles yeah. Clash was Viscera's finishing move. <laughs> That's it. Oh, you oh, think oh. he's fucking killing him? Exactly. That's it. On the top like, row. Okay, <laughs> Strong effort, mate. Now we're going to get the big lad in. Um, I'm going to make. I'm going <laughs> to on uh, see if I can get that move on create a wrestler. Yeah, and just watch it's, him it's, do it. Any, if anyone can do that, have, have you ever seen the clip? Video? By the way, where Styles <laughs> does the Styles Clash, and like, is it what's his name? James Ellsworth. Where so so there's the the whole oh, thing geez. about the Styles Clash <laughs> is it's in theory quite an easy move to take. You just have to reverse everything that you're taught the way you where you fall in wrestling, which in terms of tucking your chin, you've got to do the complete opposite and look upwards. Yeah, because if you tuck your chin whilst getting hit with a Styles Clash, yeah. it will, it, as we've seen with sadly with some cases. Um, who I won't name, but um, you, you break your neck ultimately, which is where it's got the dead, deadly element. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a there's a clip on SmackDown where he goes to hit it on James Ellsworth, and James Ellsworth has tucked his neck, and Styles somehow <laughs> notices and saves it and hits the move in a second. So he hits the move and then spreads Jesus. his legs slightly further than he would do normally to give himself a slightly wider... It's, it's, it is one of the biggest saves that you... Unless you notice what's happening, you'll miss it. But it's an incredible... It shows you how talented... Yeah. And it shows... 
Yeah, that's... But yeah, if you get a chance, look look it up. Look, that's uh, true. AJ Styles, Styles slash um, James Ellsworth. Fuck. Yeah, I was more so, thinking, how the yeah, fuck would that guy tuck his chin? It should be easy, surely. <laughs> <laughs> if there's nothing to tuck, my friend, then what, what's your problem? <laughs> I went 14. I went uh, another WCW move for Marcel. The yes. stroke oh. from Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Yeah, like the rever- <laughs> it was like a reverse Russian leg sweep. Yes. Instead of going back, he just goes forwards. But again, he made it look devastating. Like it would smash your face. You'd lose teeth if it happened to you. And I wish I'd done that to my younger sister when I was a kid. That's a move I wish I'd (laughs) 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 Safe to say she won't be listening, so it's fine. (laughs) Uh, Then 13, another WCW move. Scott Hall Mm. with the Razor's Edge. I love that move. I, I think I loved it when it was Razor Ramon, but I think when he was Scott Hall, everything was just so much badass. Like everything was, and because I'm watching Nitro at the moment, rewatching it, and just I don't know, it just oozes twat. Like, it, and everything he does looks. I, I know further into the diamond line, it, 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 they look sloppy because of the problems he had, but I just, it's also weirdly just a not a move, move I can remember. Really, anyone else doing since? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think, I think no. what's his name? Morden no. did it briefly, but I can't really think of any yep. subsequent uses of it, which is strange. You think we've I remember <clears throat> when Lance Archer came to AEW <clears throat> first and he got them up for his. I thought he was going to do it, <laughs> and then he turns it into whatever the fuck that's called, which if I knew what it was called, it probably would be on my list. <laughs> I, Marcel 13 mm. I have the last ride from The Undertaker nice. it's a power bomb but um, he he uh, threw his open end a little bit higher and um, when The Undertaker comes back with his uh, 1% rocker motorcycle rocker gimmick that move um, makes the Undertaker more bigger than uh, he also was. Yeah, definitely, and it made it made it. That was the difference yeah. in the character you knew then. This yeah, is a new new move to his move set, wasn't it? I saw it the first time, and I thought, and I thought, uh, what the fuck? Yeah, who the fuck this is guy this is, guy? This guy is so dangerous was, and so cool. It was, it was so a really cool. nice, like you said, kind of reinvention of him. As well to have that, and he tried it later on in the, his career as well. Yes. kind of a number of times when he tried to, he starts started throwing out MMA chokes everywhere. Uh, but it's the only time he really properly reinvented yeah, yeah, yeah. a move for a different segment of the character as well. Um, I'm I'm going to on that move though. Definitely. I'm going to give the name that I slightly prefer their version of it, which is essentially the same move, which is a uh, Kota Ibushi's powerbomb. Um, Abushi does a very does a sit out version yeah. of that kind of elevated power bomb, and the only reason I slightly prefer Abushi's version is the first time I saw it saw him do it, it was like <laughs> he's doing the Undertaker. Uh, the, the, but also because Abushi's got that slightly <laughs> level of craziness, um, Taker's looks slightly safer than Abushi's because everything looks safer than anything Abushi does. Um, 
Yeah, and does. Ibushi could just do a slap and it would look dangerous. But it's a very (laughs) cool move and will will be mentioned later on. Um, So first, I'm going to do kind of 13 and 12 almost at the same time because... um, they're, they're two very sort of similar stories in the so number 13 is the Canadian destroyer and number 12 is the vertebra nice. okay um which are two moves which are probably the moves of the last two decades in terms of indie wrestling and the the two moves yeah. which the first time you saw the most wrestling fans went oh okay right um yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, what the fuck? Like Canadian Destroyer is obviously uh, invented by Peter Williams. As far as I think it's invented by Peter Williams. Um, so therefore, I think always been the best one of it. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you went there because as soon as you said it, I yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean everyone does it now um, in terms of that side of it, including uh, yeah. the story I told about Jeff Cobb the next night. Uh, the next night he hit the Canadian Destroyer on Matt Riddle in that Super Strong Star tournament. Um, and Jeff Cobb, Jeff Cobb hitting a Canadian Amazing. Destroyer, uh, particularly after eight cans of Red Stripe, thing of beauty. Uh, whereas the 12, again, the Vertebraker, I think anyone who saw Shane Helms hit the Vertebraker uh, or Homicide hit the Gringo Killer um, for the first time, again, it's just one of those yeah. looks. Obviously, Cody's throwing it out now. Uh, originally the Kudo driver, um, um, the Gumi yep. Kudo, if I correctly, um, and it's 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 just a cool move that you don't quite understand how it works until you watch it five or six times. Um, same same for the Canadian Detroit. Yeah, four. yeah. First time you're like, so that's my my number twelve and thirteen. Yeah, brilliant. Marcel, number twelve. <laughs> The pedigree from Triple H. Fuck! How did I not put that? Why did, oh, why I did know you why put I the pedigree on, on my list? That's okay. I was like, okay. Uh, I'll tell you later. Like, we we get okay. to can, that. Re- there's a re- we get to it. <laughs> you can call it also uh, Eddie Grief from the uh, late ah, great okay. Eddie Steinfeld German wrestling legend. Is, is that is that who? All the way. Is that, he also do it really. Because I always thought Triple H invented it. Ah, uh, he's, he has said that he invented it. So, so who? So you're, hmm. you're picking Triple H, though. I'm guessing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> See, go, yeah, going sure. back to <laughs> moves that you used to hit on each other as kids. Uh, my brother's convinced that he invented the pedigree because um, that was his. That was because I'm bigger than him. He wasn't. His, he wasn't <laughs> able to hit a pile driver on me. Um, so that was just his variant of hitting a. It was just him going, yeah, I hit a pile driver. <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> yes, twelve. Years. Are we on twelve? I, I went twelve. Uh, mm. Destino by move. Tetsuya Naito. It's so good that after like watching six hours of wrestling getting up at like seven in the morning and you're in your six hour and he hits that and you're wide awake again. You're like it's just so smooth the way he does it every time. And yeah, it looks again like it could fucking put you in hospital. That's why I, it's a re- becoming a theme <laughs> here, but I like moves where it puts you in hospital. So yeah, that's why and 
Uh, I'll quickly do 11 because it's already been mentioned, but 11 nice. was where I picked uh, Go to Sleep by Kenta. So 11 to you, Marcel. Yes. Uh, the Mishinuku driver. Beautiful. Because uh, it looks so awesome and so brutal. And yeah, uh, the first time I saw it was uh, when Juventud Guerrera doing it back in the 90s on WCW Nitro. It was so different to see. Uh, to I, com- I completely agree with you. U- UV, UV doing it is, is my favorite version of that movie, even though it's obviously Taka's named of Taka. Do you know what I mean? But he, I, I don't know why, but just for some reason, Hoover 2 Guerrero's yeah. one was always a big fan of mine. Um, number 11 Definitely. for me uh, is uh, The Chaos Theory. So Doug Williams' rolling German suplex. Um, beautiful move, obviously rolls back nice. and hits the German suplex. Chad Gable nice. hits it now at the moment. Um, if you've not seen it, Bandido has kind of a variant of it with a 21-plex. Um, um, but it's always Doug Williams' yep. move. Uh, and it's, it's beautiful. Big fan of a German suplex anyway, but the extra kind of impact of Doug hitting it is uh, well worth it. Um, so that's number 11. Number 10 is the one-winged angel. Um, Kenny Omega's, um, I suppose, electric chair driver would be the best way of describing it. Um, I believe Killian yeah. Dane had it originally. I'm not sure who invented it, but I think Killian Dane had it before Omega did. Yeah, he used to... I remember seeing him on the indies before he went to NXT. And I, That's it. When I saw Omega hit it, I was like... Damo used to hit the Ulster and, Plantation. Yeah, Damo used um, to... There you go. Um, you, that's the fucker. That's the one. And it, 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 it's the nice. It, it's, it's kind of very similar to the same about the, the Styles Clash being better with a big lad doing it. For some reason, I think... I prefer Omega's version of it. It just... It looks better. But also... He he's protected it so well, particularly in those matches against Omega uh, against Akada. Uh, and it's just a brutal move that just it signifies the end of the match. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. So one wing danger is my number ten. Marcel, great. Um, boring, but um, the switch in music from John Michaels. Um, it was. Back in the nineties, a special move they protect in the WWF. Uh, this move and uh, only HBK could uh, can use it at this time, and that makes it so special. Yeah, and and it was it was iconic as well because you uh, the first person you used to think about. Obviously, not now. There's two guys that you think about instantly now, but uh, it was always HBK. Yeah. If someone said super kick, switching music. Sure, Michael. Yeah, it came out of nowhere, but uh, nowadays it's uh, such they. They killed the move. Yeah, too many people. They killed them. the move because everyone used the super kick, and yeah, so uh, it's, it's, really it's nothing hard. special. I mean, like said, a lot anymore. of people use it, and the box use it in a similar way to uh, kind of a card with a rainmaker, where they're saying you can hit fifteen, sixteen of them, um, yet still win a match of it. But for some reason, it still just looks better with Michaels. It just has yep. an extra level of impact to it. Definitely. My number 10 is going to be very quick because we've already... Uh, nice. Marcel already picked it, but I picked Olympic Slam at number 10 by Angle. So number nine, I picked the... It's kind of like... It's been been said before, like a power drive, but a different version of it. I picked the nice. Bro Derek by Matt Riddle. 
the jumping uh, tombstone-y kind of move, mainly because Great. he, for a guy, the rest of his offence, where when he was originally, it was a lot of ground and pound and submission, and then to see him just pull this fucking spinning, jumping power driver out, you're like, whoa, this guy is destined for the top, and now obviously he's at the top of somewhere, not where I'd like to see him, but yeah, fair play to him. He's made SmackDown, and Bro Derek, I think, is my favourite of his moves. So yeah, that's my number nine. On to our German friend Marcel. Genau, meine Nummer neun wäre dann ähm, der Stone Cold Stunner. <lacht> so, mein Nummer neun ist der Stone Cold Stunner. Um, because um, it's always, it looks like so simple, but um, uh, back in the WWE days and the, at the Attitude Era, Stone Cold was the only person who used it, and uh, it was a very special move, and it makes him big. It pisses me off now that they've given I, I understand that he, asked, no one, he apparently asked no Austin if he could use it. Well, because well, no one's using it. Really? I just don't. Yeah, it's, which one I'm like, Marcel, I said that it, it, you associate the way it's done with Stone Cold and then now just randomly KO comes up yeah. and you're like, it's, it's weird. You're have have you seen, I don't know if I've, have, you ever, have you watched King of the Ring 96 recently at all? Um, so the, the whole Austin 316 evening, um, yeah. he'd only just started using the stunner at that point. And there's a time where he hits the stunner on, I'm going to say Jake Roberts in like the semi-final. And does it completely differently to how he does it now? Yeah, and it's far—it's far closer to something like the Rude Awakening, where he kind of holds them for a while and then slowly drops down into it. It's really weird to go back and watch what was, what was the original version of that move. Yeah, um, for that reason. Um, so where, where were we? <laughs> Your number nine. Number nine. Okay, so number nine is I is my second to last. No, no, third to last. Actually, I've got three of my last nine moves are top rope moves. Um, and number nine is the frog splash. Beautiful. Okay. Um, now, before I say who I think is the frog splash, because there are okay. lots of really good ones. Just, I'm just curious, who are yours favourites in terms of who's your favourite frog splash? Rob Van Dam. Marcel. Okay. So you're both going for RVD. Now, RVD's five-star RVD. frog splash. Obviously, thing of beauty and lots of like kills people. Yeah. Um, was very obviously on my list, as is the High Fly Flow, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, yeah. Eddie Guerrero's is my pick for this. Def- um, yeah. It's so crisp. It look, It's quick. It's dynamic. It looks pretty. Um, it were, it's, it's one of those moves that's got such a great history to it. Um, I don't know if you're aware or not... Um, the story of why Eddie does the, the frog splash, it's in tribute to Art Bar. Um, oh, was his, his tag team partner, wasn't it? That's it, yeah. So Art Los, uh, Los Gringos, okay. of course, Los Gringos Americano. Um, yes. Their previous tag team. Uh, Art was in many ways kind of supposed to be the star of the tag team. Um, and his finishing move was a frog splash. When he died, Eddie took it over as well. Um and but wasn't Art Bar's move. It was uh, a guy called Lafiera, I believe, invented it um, huh. originally. Um, OGMO has got a really nice frog splash. 
I like the yep. I like the kind of the split leg D'Lo Brown version that they both do, um, which is why it's such a cool move. Because if you look at Tanahashi's, RVD's, Eddie's, D'Lo's, they're all different moves, but they're all the frog splash. Yeah, um, which is why it's on my list. But Eddie's is my favourite, number nine. That's true. Um, number eight is similar to a move we've mentioned earlier on, but it's the diamond cutter, the ace crusher, um, the cutter, number eight. Which um, WCW at the moment at the Nitro Mat keeps saying it's the most devastating move in professional wrestling. Ah, oh, exactly. And that's why DDP is my favorite on it as well. Yeah. Uh, DDP is very. Yeah, DD, DD, uh, d- d- diamond cutter over RKO That's a great choice. Same. Um, I like the randomness of the RKO, um, but I always dislike the kind of the one arm version he occasionally does. Where he's oh, going, yeah. Meh! Um, Lazy. That's it. Whereas DDP had far more variants of it, um, and it was just sold as murder in WCW. It's a, a lovely move that gets, again, one of those gets done by lots of other people. That's but, true. Uh, the cutter, number eight, Diamond Dallas Page. Sweet. Number eight, Marcel. <laughs> oh, hola! If you hear nice. me, it's the, sky, the Steiner screwdriver. It looks like um, this move is made for Scott Steiner. It looks like that he killed his his enemy, oh, and that is, not only that he killed him, though he destroyed him. Either of you have said it, where I've gone. Ah. Bollocks, that should be on my list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such a cool move. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> only when uh, Scott Steiner wearing a mullet. Not Roydzilla. <laughs> well, you, 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 you say that. Did you, did you see where, where Steiner went? Obviously, went from doing <laughs> it in 80s Japan where it looked dangerous enough, but where he just randomly started doing it in TNA in like the early 2010s. Yeah. Because P.T. Williams clearly had a death wish. <laughs> um, just like yeah, all right, I'll do it. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's a, it's a <laughs> mental move that shouldn't exist. Anyway. No. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. the perfect <laughs> yeah. way to uh, for, for a mental fucking man. Mental... <laughs> <laughs> so, number eight for me is uh, a pretty modern move uh, from Hangman Adam Page. The Buckshot Lariat. Nice. The clothesline at the end is obviously a basic move, but it's the way he does it with the flip. And it looks, and, and again, it's one of those moves where hits that game over. Yeah. Kenny and him are winning. They're retaining the belts. They that, that, that's my way of thinking. Uh, I, I, I might not have said it yet, but to me, a finisher has to be the end of the fucking match. Mm. So if they hit it, it's got to be the end. You know what I mean? That's. So that move to me epitomizes the end of the match. I I didn't have I've not got the Lariat on my list. It's it's very much on my honorable mentions, and it's only because I couldn't really decide who whose version I properly love the most. Yeah. Um I mean Bradshaw's, Stan Hansen's have all got really good yeah. Lariats. Um I don't know if <laughs> <laughs> have have either of you Lex seen Luger. a bunch of Day of the Stars OTT <laughs> stuff? His current, like his, his stuff right now in OTT. Yeah. Um, he started doing this whole 
Caesar to the lions kind of thumbs up and thumbs down on opponents at the end about whether he murders them with a lariat or not. And it's just a lovely touch. Yeah, because um, <laughs> off with the fucking head. That's bang. it. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I, I, I think right now that would have to be my favourite lariat, but it feels wrong to say it. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, seven for me is Bloody Sunday by <laughs> Finn Balor. Yes. Looks like when he hits it, the person's spine is going to oh, come yeah. out of their ass. It like bang oh fuck yeah that's my spine's done game over and it's better than the coup de gras in my opinion as a, as a finishing move number seven for you yeah, Mr. Boda <laughs> it's the... yes very uh, the show. flying oh, elbow drop from Natural Man Red will we'll be will be mentioned later on my list in a very high position. God damn! Nice. <laughs> uh, in my eyes, no one doing this move better than the Macho Man. He was a big man. He has much much uh, muscles, and he was so. Uh, and he had had this yeah, hate, so and elegant, um, he? he's flying through the air like a cruiserweight. So elegant, and yeah, I think I think good. I will always that one remember then, much I think, when I see uh, this I agree. move. I mean, Savage is number one on that. Who's number two? Kyrie Sane. <laughs> this is easy enough. I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, who uh, doing the flying elbow HBK Fuck. does have a very nice uh, that. Yeah, you I forget about HBK. that. That's, yeah, shit. Punk was, was nice. Did you, Did you watch the? Have you seen the NXT this week with um, Spud and uh, Alejo de Fantasma? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it made me remember how Spud's got a really nice top rope elbow drop, which I hadn't yeah. realised. Yeah. As well. Um, but yeah, no, Kari Sane's number two. <laughs> I'll go with that. What yeah. So we are on seven. seven. <laughs> Marcel. Yeah. Oh, Marcel, you just did the elbow, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, I um, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So is it, is it my number seven? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so number seven <laughs> then is a, a classic move. Um, yes. Yeah. Pile driver. Nice. Okay, and I will I will include in this any variant of it that I can possibly yeah. think of, except for the previous mentioned Thunder Fire Driver or Tombstone. I think any kind of straight up pile driver or kind of package pile driver or capture pile or you know um, gotch style pile driver or anything <laughs> like that. It's 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 just such a brutal move. Um, it's a great. Um, Lawler package pile driver from Owen. Chris Hero's got a really good pile driver, particularly on smaller people because he just kills people. Um, but my pick for this is going to be uh, the king, uh, Minoru Suzuki. Nice. I just watched him do in Bloodsport actually against Josh Barnett. 
Yes, which is a great yes. show, and I'm I want probably the, yeah. the show. The show I was most upset about being cancelled over Mania weekend was Bloodsport. I'm just going that didn't go sport. last year. Did you not? No. Did you, did, you, did you watch it? Have you presumably watched it back just now? Or? Just watched it today. I was speaking to Marcel about it earlier. Did Did either of you watch on that note? Then have either of you seen uh, Tetsujin's fucking death? Yeah. No, I've, it's on my list. Ah, okay. So watch it first of all. It's great. Um, particularly if you like that kind of shoot style fighting. Yeah. Um, if you want a fun game, you can see me at the back left ring post and you can work out whose round it is based on whether I'm stood there or not. Yeah. It's such a good show as well. And it, if, if I were in Manchester and get a chance to watch it, that the... the um, not the Victoria Warehouse. I forget what the name of the venue is. Um, the place in Manchester where they did um, Tetsujin and Future Shock have done a couple of shows there as well. But it's a it's a lovely venue because it's got kind of a it's a it's an old brewery, so they've got this kind of big big open spaces and bar area and stuff like that as well. But it looks dirty, which is why it works really well for something like Tetsujin. Yeah, uh, give it a watch if you do get a chance to. I definitely recommend it. Um, uh, Tetsujin is fucking dead, which is T E T. What's the name of the event? S U J I N. And it's the, I believe, um, Fairfield Social Club, if I remember correctly where it is. Yeah, I think I, yeah. that's where I've been to a show there. That is, yeah, it's the Fairfield yeah. Social Club. Um, there's a, a charity show um, was on there as well last year. Uh, Fight the Good Fight, that's it. Um, yeah. That was good. That was good as well. Um, but yeah, no, get, if, if you like if you like your kind of blood sport shoot style stuff, um, it's, it's it's well worth a look. Give uh, that one a shot. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so number seven pile driver. Number six is a move that works very nicely in a shoot star fight, which is the Kamigoi. Uh Kotarabushi's. Uh, there's no other way of describing this move. He grabs your hands, knees you in the face. <laughs> um, that's what the camera guy is nothing fancy you're sat up he needs you in the head <laughs> um, the I well, I was looking up before this list the camera guy interesting apparently translates to uh, something roughly in the lines of uh, the god killer or greater than god or along those lines and apparently the god in that sentence is Shinsuke Nakamura Wow, which is a f- fun little fact for that one. Um, but yeah, no, it, it again plays into some of the stuff yeah. I mentioned earlier on, uh, like the Vertebreaker, like Canadian Destroyer, uh, like the Thunder Fire Driver, Goat Sleep. It's one of those moves where it's 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 just brutal. It's just a knee to the head, and because of, uh, because of nuts, it works really well. Yeah. yeah. So that's my number six. No one else really does it. So I'm not. Yep. Yep. So, it's my turn. Um, I have the Scorpion Deathlock from Sting. I think that he uh, doing this move How in did the we best not way. Mention Sting and, uh, when we spoke about the sharpshooter? It's perfect for his character. Yeah, Sting didn't get a shout-out. He didn't even get a mention. I feel bad about it. <laughs> but you're right. <laughs> he clearly should have done. Yeah, Sting. Yeah. Before, before he doing the scorpion death drop, when he was this uh, surfer mm. boy, uh, 
his finishing move was good the fucking, uh, good choice and a good wrestler. Lock. So my number six is the I don't my know if he calls wrestler. it. I yeah. want to say he calls it the Black Arrow now. Oh, Pat, Pat. Mm. Yeah, that that looks. Nobody should be able to move like that in the air before hitting a guy. That's mm. just it blows my mind wherever I see him do it. Like, I get that instant. How the fuck have you just done that? Wow. How does your body, how can you control your body in that way? That's it. And it's, it's such he a does it, Yeah. He does it so well every fucking time. It, he never, it never looks shit. He just, fuck, mind blown whenever I see the guy do that. It, it's, it's a ridiculous level of athleticism. And I love the fact he also has the same, we, we spoke about you guys saying how uh, you prefer to finish it for a frog splash with RVD. And it's, like the black red arrow, it has that kind of bang impact to it, where they both kind yep. of leap up as well, which I think works really well with that. Which just shows the impact that it is like that hurts both of us, so it is a fucking deadly exactly. move. Yeah. yeah. So into the top five, my number five is controversial name, but uh, Crippler Crossface from Benoit. Lots of guys do it, but I just thought he did it the best. But Marcel, you're number five. Hey, nice. <laughs> uh, my number five is the five star frog <laughs> uh, from Up and Dam. What a surprise! What a surprise! <laughs> no, I uh, this time when he uh, goes up on the turnbuckle and he look. Uh, to the left and to the right, standing up and uh, go and jump this frog splash. It looks so, so iconic and uh, it's the last perfect part of the puzzle for Rob Van Dam. I love his character, I love his gimmick and I love, uh, I think he's one of the most underrated pro wrestlers that we ever saw in Okay, our so lives. number five for me is my... If if Marcel if if ten year old Marcel's finishing move was the figure four leg lock, then this was mine. Uh, the num- number five is the Boston Crab. Oh yeah, uh, nice. I clearly I clearly thought I was a new Japan young boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, and Marcel's really cool. Walter is 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 violent with it, but it's got to be the Lion Tamer. Um, and particularly there, Lion Tamer, not the Walls of Jericho. Yeah. Walls of Jericho is a Boston Crab. Lion Tamer is the whole elevated knee to the spine, twist you yeah. over, break Hoover and Suit Guerrero in half. Why, why did he, I wonder why he stopped doing it that yes. way? Well, I'd, I'd imagine because it's easier to do it to Hoover and Suit Guerrero than it is to do it to the Undertaker. True, um, but it doesn't look as good. It looks nowhere near as good, does it? No, now I think about it now. But I think I think that's the issue he had, and I think the issue Jericho has been very good. One of the things about Jericho is been very clever, obviously, of reinvention. Um, he's been able to adapt very well, and I think you couldn't do the the lion tamer on a regular basis in somewhere like WWE, where he is one of the smaller guys. Yeah. But you can save it because he definitely did it on occasion to people, yeah, like Mysterio and stuff like that on those rare instances, and kept it as the. When we spoke earlier on about kind of Pete Dunne having the the killer version of the bitter end, the yeah. Lion Tamer can stay as the killer ender of the Walls of Jericho, if that makes sense. No, definitely. 
Yeah, and so and it's so brutal when he uh, kneel, he, kneeling on the uh, back from his You know it's over then as well. Yeah. Um, number four for me yeah. um, is this is this this is the I, I don't know how to describe this other than simply just saying it's a spinning kick to the head. Uh, Alistair Black's fade to black is my number Fuck four. Yes. Um, there are things in life I will often yes. say I have infinite capacity for. Uh, I have infinite capacity for mashed potato. I have infinite capacity <laughs> for watching West Ham win football. <laughs> I have infinite capacity for watching Alistair Black kick people's face off. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, he just hits That's it great. so well each time. Um, and he will he will go on to be an absolute star, and I don't know how he isn't already. Um, I think he's yeah. one of the most under. I think he he will go on to be perfectly rated as he should be, but I think right now he's one, he's still one of the most underrated people out there. Yeah. Um, he got good as well in that if you if you saw Alistair Black, sort of maybe ten years ago, he he, he there was just a time when he suddenly just got it. Where, um, yeah, and definitely. it tended to be the more tattooed he got, the better he got as well. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. Um, there's a there's an interest if you get if you do, going back to actually shoot star stuff. There's a Daniel uh, Brian Danielson Daniel Bryan uh, versus Alistair Black uh, ambition match. Yeah, shit. Uh, which I'm gonna have to watch. Which, yeah, which, which, that's on YouTube somewhere. I remember that match. Um, if you want something silly with Alistair Black using the fade to black and using the super kick, there was a a, a, a company in Manchester called HXC, right? Um, who were, who ran for about a year or two, and it was just kind of before, just as as the kind of the British wrestling boom was starting. Um, there was a match there one night between Alistair Black and Jigsaw, um, or Tommy End and Jigsaw, where the stipulation was. Every time someone threw a super kick, you had to do a shot. Jesus fuck! Um, and so the, the comment, the commentary team played it off. Obviously, got increasingly drunk as the show went on. And and then they just finished the match, just throwing twenty super kicks at each other for fun of it. Um, I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube somewhere. There's definitely an Alistair Black Chris Travis match from HXC on YouTube somewhere. Um, which is worth, again worth seeing just for him kicking people in the head. Um, but yeah, that's that's my number four. It's it's brutal, great move, amazing move. It's always better when uh, Alastair Black uh, kicks other people uh, <laughs> on the head than Edward Norton or Russell Crowe. <laughs> 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 oh, I love it. Right. <laughs> You're number four, Marcel. Yes. My number four is the Ace Crusher, mm-hmm. R- uh, the RKO, or like I said, the Diamond Cutter. Yeah, we agree. And the best person who's doing it is Diamond Cutter. Number Dallas four Page. for me is a uh, recent move uh, the Coffin Drop by Darby, Darby Allen. Just the way total disregard for his body and oh, yeah. lets everything go and just bang, take out your opponent again. Should the 
the, the really the most iconic one that he's done now is really where he didn't hit it when he landed on the edge of the ring apron against Cody. Yeah. It's, uh, it... Like, <laughs> do you care about your boss? <laughs> I, I worry he doesn't. Um, no. He, he's going to do well in AEW. <laughs> um, Definitely. He's, he's, he's one of those wrestlers you you do kind of think, if, if you were a foot taller, you'd, you'd, no. you'd already be a star. Um, 100%. And I'm sure you will be eventually. But he's, he's got such a Weirdly, Weirdly, we saw him in New York last year and he wasn't using that the coffin drop then on the uh, indies. And now you're like, I would love to have fucking seen you do that in a tiny little cl- nightclub in New York. But obviously he was saving it for the, for, for the big stage. Throwing it later on. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, now to the podium. Yeah. So the bronze, bronze medal for me, number three, this is where you start to see what kind of wrestling fan I am is uh, from my hero, the Liger bomb and done by Joshin van der Liger. Yes. Another power bomb, but the way he sits down and you knew like he was, he made the move his own. That's why it's named after him. And it, you can tell it's a good move because the amount of people that still do it today. It, it's, it's hard not to just completely agree that the, the world has gone to, gone to pish since Liger retired. Um, yeah, yeah, it's all like as basically from from <laughs> January fourth onwards. Uh, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's entirely. Yeah. It shows you how how powerful Liger was. God bless him. <laughs> <laughs> Your third place, Marcel. Yeah, it's a what? surprise. It's uh, fuck. Bill I never Goldberg thought I'd hear you hammer. choosing a uh, wow. Oh, yes, sure. In my eyes, a uh, finisher move must be a uh, big, uh, must be a huge impact, and it must mm. be really shows the public audience this is the end of the match. And when uh, Goldberg was uh, had his streak on the WCW, you know, after the spear tackle, then comes the check hammer, and it looks so fucking powerful. Uh, you believed him. Yeah, definitely. That, uh, like he's going to put them through the ring. One dispatch. I mean, if, if you go back to kind of Goldberg uh, Hogan uh, when he yeah. hits a jackhammer, or, or even when he hit it on on Big Show Giant uh, in WCW, yeah. that that was beautiful. Um, the the only things I'd take off points for the jackhammer yeah. is the kind of Gonzo Bomb version of it that he hit hit on Undertaker in Saudi Arabia, where he almost murdered him. Oh fuck! <laughs> Fuck out a Ghostbuster on him. Um, yeah, <laughs> great move. Um, right, number number three and two. Number three is the only move I have left which hasn't been mentioned yet. So my numbers two and one have already been mentioned. But number three for me um, is um, my final top. Well, no, not even my top, final top rope move. Top rope move. Um, number three is the moonsault. Um, nice. It, it's the precursor to the obviously the shooting suppress the 450 to right. uh, the black red arrow. It is it is the move that started people going mental on the top rope, um, <laughs> and there's loads of really good versions of it um, because you've got big last joke checking out like Bam Bam and Vader. Um, you've got smaller guys, obviously Michaels, Abushi, Osprey have all got really good um, moonsaults. Um, my pick of choice of this is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, which is the great Musa. 
um, yes. because he seemed to have more of a spring. If you look yeah. at Muta's uh, moonsault, he didn't. He didn't always get the height to it, but he always got the impact. Um, and it's a great move, um, uh, particularly done by him, and one of the best of all time. Uh, and but equally a move that can be done by seemingly every wrestler somehow. Yeah, yeah. So upon number three. Number two is my final top rope move, which is the Randy Savage top rope elbow drop, which we've already discussed. Be- beautiful move. Um, the, the only, probably reason, the only reason I've not got uh, oh, yeah. is when he decided to throw, what, five of them, was it, Undertaker? Uh, uh, sorry, Ultimate Warrior in the row at WrestleMania 7? Um, yeah. It's just like, yeah, I'll just keep doing it. As if no one's oh, ever bang, thought to do bang. that. <laughs> no one's ever thought to do that before. <laughs> yeah, I just spam the fuck out of it. No one, no one had no. to know uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, the no. atomic Don't, leg drop from a high call. It might be, but it's, it's, it's not coming off my list. Uh, but yeah, number two, drop <laughs> by drop, particularly focus. Maybe. Marcel, you're number two. Uh, so simple, it's the F5 from Brock Lesnar. He's the only person who um, worked the F5 with this big yeah. impact. All it's his Grado's move. <laughs> it's only his move. <laughs> Grado but... do an F5? He does in Glasgow, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's shit. Absolute Andy do it. Absolute Andy use it also as a finishing move, but um, Brock Lesnar is King the there was, there was only really one nice who does it particularly when on the right way. Lesnar first debuted, and they were letting him sort of go against people like Spike Dudley and Hurricane and Jeff Hardy. When he just <laughs> clearly came out and went, I wonder how far I can throw these people with it. Um, and it, it is, there's, he just skims them across the ring. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Great move, and also responsible for what is still one of my favourite moments in wrestling, which is the break of the streak. Um, yes, yeah. uh, but great move. My number two is why yeah. I didn't choose the pedigree because I chose the Pepsi Plunge yes. by CM. Oh, great shout, which is just again fucking brutal. Wasn't allowed to do it in WWE, I think, because Triple H probably wouldn't let him. Because it looked better than Triple H's pedigree in my my eyes, but quite yeah. po- quite possibly. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's harder to hit. Obviously, yeah. there's there's, it's, there's less reasons to be in a position to hit a top rope pedigree on someone. Uh, oh, definitely. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's still such a cool move. Um, well, but I was gonna say before before we do number one each, shall we shall we just quickly run through our lists? And also, so, shall, shall I? Because my, my number one—I don't know about you guys—but my number one's been mentioned already in the list. Have yours? Mine's mine's uh, my, mine hasn't been mentioned. Has yours been mentioned yet, Marcel? It has. So well, well, has shall, shall we finish well. with your number one then? Um, mm, yeah. Because, okay, um, if, if I if I go first, because if, if you if we finish on your number one, because it's, it, we can actually have a conversation about it, because so, so, so my, my 20 to 1, so number 20 shooting star press, Billy Kidman, Rude Awakening, Rick Rude, Go to Sleep, Kenta, Thunderfire Driver, Rikishi, Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada, uh, Stunner, Masato Tanaka, Top Rope Leg Driver, uh, Psychosis, 13 Canadian Destroyer, Petey Williams, 12 Vertebreaker, uh, Shane Helms, 
11, Chaos Fury, Doug Williams. Uh, 10, One Winged Angel, Kenny Omega. 9, Frog Splash, Eddie Guerrero. 8, Diamond Cutter, Diamond Dallas Page. 7, Pile Driver, Minoru Suzuki. Uh, 6, Kamagoi, Kota Ibushi. 5, Boston Crab, Chris Jericho. 4, Fade to Black, Alistair Black. 3, The Moonsault, Great Musa. 2, Top Rope, Elbow Drop, uh, Randy Macho Man Savage. And number 1, interestingly, Daz, was your number 20, the DDT. Um, wow. The DDT, when done properly, is oh. is brilliant. Uh, it works as a, obviously a smaller move as well, but Jake Roberts' DDT is excellent. Uh, it's so simple, yeah. um, and yet looks like it's murder. Raven's DDT looks like it's absolute murder. You can also, to a yeah. certain extent, include something. I mean, the F five is, is not akin to it. Do you know what I mean? It, it, in terms of, uh, in terms yeah. of, um, we've spoken about obviously the tornado DDT and stuff like that as well. But yeah, it's. It's so simple. It's so quick. It can be done by lots of different people, and it's a yeah. brutal finishing move. And is my number one choice. It was almost an honourable mention. I had the double arm DDT, but I switched it for Jake's D- regular yeah. DDT. Um, and yeah, I was going to say because even even someone like uh, Drew McIntyre's Future Shock DDT looks cool. Um, but I, and I think that that shows how good Jake Roberts was at doing it in that it's a move that is done by so many people, several of whom who've got either very clever variations of it or very good versions of it in their own right. Um, yep. And yet still his basic straight up version of it is still the leader. Exactly. That's yeah. something. So Marcel, you're 20 from 20 to one. Yes, number 20, Kenta Kobashi's Wrist Clutch Burning Hammer. Number 19, Christopher Daniels' Angel Wings. Number 18, Olympic Slam from Kurt Angle. Number 17, the Buff Blockbuster from Buff Beckwell. Number 16, Tornado DDT, Kerry von Eric. Number 15, Death Valley Driver, Perry Saturn. Number 14, Styles Clash, AJ Styles. Number 13, Last Ride, The Undertaker. Number 12, The Pedigree, Triple H. Uh, number 11, Mishinoku Driver. Number 10, Sweetchen Music, Heartbreak Hit, John Michaels. Number 9, Stone Cold Stunners from uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Number 8, Steiner Screwdriver from Scott Steiner. Number 7, The Flying Elbow Drop from Macho Man, Randy Savage. Number 6, Scorpion Deathlock Sting. Number 5, Five Stars, Frog Splash. From Rob Van Dam, number four, uh, the Diamond Cutter from Diamond Dallas Page, number three, the Jackhammer from Goldberg, number two, F5 from Brock Lesnar, and <laughs> da, 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 <laughs> number one, All about Joey Ryan's dick. No. <laughs> <laughs> What a build up. <laughs> no, uh, number one, Razor's ad, uh, also known as the outsider ad from Razor Ramon. It's the highest move that you can bring. And uh, I can't imagine definitely the other person who so can work my this 20, move. Number 20, DDT, Jake the Snake Roberts. 18, no, 
19 even, was uh, The Mandible Claw by Mankind. 18, Tour of the Island by our guest, Jeff <laughs> Cobb. Uh, 17, Muscle Buster, Samoa Joe. 16, Bitter End, Pete Dunn. <laughs> 15, Sharpshooter by Not The Rock, but Bret Hart. 14, The Stroke, Jeff Jarrett. 13, Razor's Edge, or Outsider's Edge, Scott Hall. 12, Destino, Tetsuya Naito. 11, Go To Sleep by Kenta. 10, Olympic Slam, Kurt Angle. 9, Bro Derek by Matt Riddle. Number 8, Buckshot Lariat from Hangman Adam Page. 7, Bloody Sunday by Finn Balor. 6, Red Slash Black Arrow from Pack. 5, Crypto Crossface, Chris Benoit. 4, Coffin Drop from Darby Allen. Number 3, Liger Bomb, Joshin van der Liger. 2, The Pepsi Plunge from CM Punk. And number 1, which hasn't been named yet, but a slight variation has, uh, The Package yes. Pile Driver by Kevin Steen. That is a YouTube video, which is about 10, 15 minutes long, of just <laughs> back-to-back <laughs> Package Pile Drivers. I remember when I first got uh, in back into indie wrestling and found it on YouTube, and I would sit there for hours on repeat just watching this guy killing people with this package power driver. Uh, the fact he doesn't do it anymore, I know why he doesn't do it anymore, but it fucking kills me seeing a Kevin Owens match and not seeing it end with and, a package and yet power he's driver. He's teased it so many times, and also, yep. is it that more dangerous? I mean, is is it more dangerous no. than let's say um what's Adam Cole's flip um Canadian death? Oh yeah. Panama Sunrise. Is it more dangerous than that? Is it more dangerous than no. Andrade or Mysterio banging you up sort of one? I don't, I've I've seen Kevin Owens hit package bar drivers ad- admittedly on either some much smaller people or women, but in those cases he's really protected it. Do you know what I mean? Like it, and it, it yeah. can look not as deadly as it wants to. No. But he did it on fucking yeah. El Generico yes, on a which ladder is, which is a, in Ring of Honor. Yeah, like... I yeah. want to say this now. I want to say this now. It yeah. was so awesome. It, and, and I, I saw it on the internet and I saw what the fuck. To do it on a fucking ladder. WWE, let him fucking do it now. It's it, it, it Because no one else does it in WWE, let him alone do it and be like, fuck, Kevin Owens... What the fuck are you doing? This is insane. It what I what I do think is is it not a case though that what he's done here by not doing it is set it up so that when he does hit it, I don't like if if Owens headlines if Owens headlines mania is that when we is that when we see a package pile driver in WWE? Is is That'd that his Les, is that is that his Lesnar shooting star press? Yeah, he yeah. pulls out the has he, has he left it for that reason? And that that could be the answer. Yeah, I fucking hope so. Hope so. Probably not. <laughs> but I, I tell myself that. In terms of um just hoping we, that's the case. We yeah. can but hope. <laughs> One day we'll see it. So there we have it. That, that that is our first list episode. And I'm gonna not gonna lie, I really yeah, enjoyed it's been it. Fun. So hopefully Mick doesn't hate us that much oh, yes. sitting with us for this <laughs> amount of time and, uh, 
I'm going to come back. Great fun. Please come back. Please come <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, that was good. Okay. Um, what I will do is I'm, I'm going to send you guys over. We've mentioned a couple of things on here. So um, I'll send over links. And if you want to put these on the group to a couple of things I've mentioned. Definitely. So we've got uh, AJ saving Ellsworth. Um, we've got the yep. Alistair Black, sure. Brian Danielson ambition. We've got Alistair Black versus Chris Travis at HXC. Uh, we've got Kevin Steen just package power driving everyone. Um, we've obviously um, <laughs> and uh, Tetsu. Uh, I don't know uh, what I, uh, I how it is what, with the, the uh, copyright on WXW things. Is on YouTube. They're- Hundred percent. Whether it will st- whether it will stay on cool. there or not, I haven't got a clue. But they put it on there nine years ago when it came okay. out. So I'm going to guess that they haven't. They just haven't. They've forgotten, maybe, <laughs> or, don't, or don't care Sweet. at this point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'll, I'll send them over to you if anyone wants to check those out. Awesome, and it'd be good if people that have listened to the show, if, feel free to send us your list as well. Could that be interesting to see if any of. Uh, the ones that we've named appear on your list or if you totally disagree and think hold on why the fuck did you pick those moves let us know yeah i, I, I want to hear somebody um very similar to when we started speaking about the steiner screwdriver i want i want somebody to make me go ah no why didn't i mention that um yeah is there is there anything which you guys had on kind of honorable mentions is there anything that didn't make your list that you you would have liked to have included somewhere I had the double arm DDT from Cactus Jack because Cactus Jack was one of the first when I realized I'm the kind of person people hate in a wrestling fan that cheered the bad guys. And I was like, how can I not like this guy who hits that fucking sweet, different DDT? I'd never seen anyone do it before. So yeah, double arm DDT was my honorable mention. Um, Marcel, did you have one? No, I thought you. I thought you had diamond cutter on your list. The diamond cutter. Yeah, like a like an on, on, honorable mention. Anything that just missed out. Oh, uh, a move that uh, I don't have on the list. I have another. Gone. No. Not really. Maybe. I don't know if it uh, it's a finishing move or not, but uh, I think in this match it was the finishing move from Alex Wright on Triple H when he jumped on the top rope and uh, doing the moonsault standing behind cool. uh, nice. Triple um, H and I, I doing the jump suplex. That was great. Elbowing someone in the skull. Um, which has been done by various people. I mean, Chris Hero does it very well. Again, we went to Tanaka, yeah. um, particularly Osprey's Hidden Blade. I think will yeah. will we'll, we'll eventually be on my list. Uh, but that, that's that's my, that's my honourable mention. Yeah, I've just checked there. We only out of the sixty moves that we named, only nine would you? That's pick? that's interesting. So fifty-one different moves that is we named. Yeah, so between That's us, cool. we've named. We've we only agreed on nine <laughs> moves, which is pretty impressive. So, it's, and it also shows we've all got that's that's the wonderful world of wrestling that everyone loves. Absolutely, <laughs> I mean, I've I've been I've got I do a I do a watch along 
uh, with like yeah, uh, there's five cool. or six of us, and you, you you can't really do it with many people because otherwise you're there all night. Um, but we have kind of like a theme each month. Um, so you do yeah. like your you know your favorite match, or you do hidden gems, or you do uh, find a weird stipulation or something like that kind of thing as well. And <laughs> we're yet to have a duplicate on that. And it's always something absolutely crazy Amazing. because it's always like find find the match that's important to you, and nobody always nobody wants to pick the obvious, so we start getting really random stuff throughout it as well. And that's that's cool to do, particularly particularly if you're locked down. Amazing. You can't cool, definitely. So thanks, Mick, for oh, coming on the. Oh, I say it's been it's been great. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Have you got anything you want uh, to plug? You Thank can you. Find my Twitter at uh, it's the Mick Cooper uh, Twitter, which is both a horribly arrogant and bombastic, uh, but is it is legitimately a reference to D. Brian Danielson as well. No, sorry, the Bri- D. Nice. Brian Kendrick. Sorry, nice. sorry, sorry, the Brian Kendrick. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's where that name came from. Um, but yeah, so you can find me on there. Um, cool. Awesome. So go follow Mick, but and also follow us if you don't already at STDM Pod. Like, subscribe, please rate because we're still stuck on fucking three out of five uh, on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And again, we'll definitely have Mick back on if he will if he uh, I, I, agrees I def- to it or I, I not. We'll just drag will. him yeah. on. So, like I said, I like a list. Awesome. So let's, let's do this again, boys. Crack it. So thank you very much, and we'll awesome. catch you soon. Awesome. Coming to the ring. Where'd he come from? Package pile driver.